Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. This is where you say Jake Barnes. Oh, Jake Barnes. What's up, everybody? <laughs> or how, how does he do it? It's like... It's like um, Jake Barnes. What's up, guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. It's it's funny because like he does it every time. I like it, but then like I always feel like I have to pause for like the crowd to respond, even though there's no crowd. It's just us. <laughs> like I was like, who who's gonna? It's like is somebody gonna tell Jesse how 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 their day's going? Like, is the crowd gonna do that? <laughs> oh, true. Like, what if it's like? I mean, I guess you're right because it could be. How's your day going, Jesse? Here, I guess. How's your day going, Jay? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, but I like it. It's, hi, it's, Jesse. I, I like that he says hi, hi to our crowd. I should say that. Um, yeah, Je- Jesse's on a work trip, so I brought Jake to co-host today. This is, I think, the first time we've ever done this pod where it was just us two. Is that yeah? Is that true? First time. Usually, we have somebody else to bounce off of. Anything going on in your life before? Maybe non-clippers this... related before we. Um... My kid is growing up. She's getting bigger every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been just working, uh, putting stuff out, getting ready to put more stuff out. So I'm sure people will be seeing more things in the next couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. um, getting, I don't know, just getting older. Getting older. As we are. Um, yeah. Padres baseball starts next week, so I'm pretty yeah. sure. And the Clippers are giving me more and more of a reason to be more excited for that <laughs> every every week. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Really can't wait. So let's get started. Because last week, me and uh, Jesse did an episode where we we're going to break down the next 10 games of the season, right? And mm-hmm. since then, there's been three games. They have gone one and two. So far, we're off. But there was a bigger thing that happened in those three games that I think kind of uh, made our little... 10 lists it's funny because like our our episode if i could uh pull the current a little bit our episode mm-hmm. was doing really well then paul george got hurt yeah and then the episode went Zoop. yeah <laughs> and for I every mean, for a good reason <laughs> like right right uh, uh, the rest of the, uh, the the episode wasn't relevant we were breaking down to 10 games thinking paul george was gonna play in them stuff like that so um hopefully we get back on the relevant train this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk with me. Paul George, his knee bends backwards. Mm-hmm. What were your first thoughts? Man, I ain't going to lie. My first thoughts were just like, I, I immediately checked out of the game. So I was like not interested in, in any of the game. So if yeah. I wasn't, I'm sure the team wasn't too. So, you know, there's it, that. It, it seemed like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scary i mean he was on the floor obviously in pain at first i thought he got hit in the face mm-hmm. and then obviously seeing the replay it was what it was but then like when i saw him get carried off and he couldn't put any weight on it like that mm-hmm. um i did get a little scared but obviously like you know as twitter starting to like roll the clip back uh Giannis had a very similar injury they showed the injury on twitter and my first thing that went to my mind was like we're going to go with hyperextension because I'm not going to believe it's an ACL, PCL, LCL, MCL. Like, you know, I don't want to believe any of that. So 
Um, I mean, thankful for the results. It's bad, yeah. but I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw that, I legit thought not only was this season over, he might not play next season. Yeah. That, that was my first thoughts. And I was like, this changes everything. Like, just change. Because, like, are you going to be able to trade off an injured player like that? Probably not. So we're going to have to stay with him. Like, mm-hmm. my brain started going everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then we started chatting, and we are like, you know, it could just be a hyperextended knee. And then mm-hmm. we're like, oh, and then I started thinking to myself, oh, okay, you know, like, and then I started like looking more into the hyperextended stuff. And I was like, you know what? There's actually a really good chance. It's just that. Right. And then we started kind of like, you know, our, our brains as Clipper fans going down, go down like conspiracy road. And we're like, well, remember when they said Kawhi's knee was a knee sprain. That was and, a thing. Then he got surgery a few mm-hmm. weeks later. So mm-hmm. We're like, ah, we don't want to take the Clippers' word for it or anything. But, like, it does seem a little different. Paul George himself, even if the Clippers are not, is a little bit more transparent about things. And so we know, like, with his new pod and stuff, that he most likely would get on and give us some more detail eventually. So it, it I had that feeling of, like, when we do get the news, the news is going to be accurate. Because it's not like the news would be inaccurate and then he would say something different on his podcast. I agree. So... It is good news. If we're holding out hope for this season, it does kind of cut it close. Uh, There's a lot going on in the NBA. We'll get to that probably toward the end, maybe. Mm. But Kawhi Leonard and the the crew need to pick up slack here. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Are you hopeful that they'll get a top six seed? Yeah, I, personally, I think we stay top six. Um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but, you know, bro, the way the West is, like someone's in and out of lineups every game or someone's going on three-game win streaks, two-game loss streaks. Like, Yeah, yeah I, was uh, looking, I was looking at something today where it's like the Lakers are seven and three. In their, like this is before the Bulls game was over. They were like seven and three in their last ten games, and the Maverick and the Mavericks were like three and seven in the last ten games. Yeah. It's just crazy like that because – I think it was just maybe two weeks ago. It was like us keeping an eye on the Suns and the Mavericks. And then now mm-hmm. we're keeping an eye on the Warriors. Now we're keeping an eye on the Thunder. Now we're keeping an eye. Like it's, it's changed. And it's crazy how far the math season has just fell off a cliff as well. Oh yeah. It's insane. So it, it's one of those things where it's just like by next week, the maths could be back in the mix. You know That's what I'm know? saying? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? I don't want to word this. These next seven games, there's seven games left in the season. Mm-hmm. And I remember when me and you were chatting about this on the side, you were saying like that it's on Kawhi to basically mm-hmm. get us into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it's on Kawhi in spite of Lou? <laughs> or do you think Lou is just so checked out? You know, typically, if you guys remember last season, I would always go with like a collective effort. It would be a collective effort for everybody to get forward into the playoffs. Coming down to these last seven games, like, they're kind of still doing the same things they've been doing for the past six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's on Ty Lue, bro. And, and, and as much as I want to blame Kawhi, it's on Kawhi. I mean, you know, he's got to just hold it down for seven games. Four and three would probably secure us top six. Um, and we hold tiebreaker over the Warriors, I think. and mm-hmm. But that's pretty much about it. I mean, you know, everybody else got a tiebreaker over us, kind of. 
So I, I looking at the schedule, those two Memphis games are really tough. The Bulls just played the Lakers super tough. Granted, I know there was probably like a little bit of extra there for the Bulls Mm -hmm. to beat the Lakers, Pat Bev, you know, DeMar, USC, Vucevic, what she got ejected. Um, but something just kind of tells me like I, I, Kawhi's game last night, obviously four field goals made, I think got hit in the face, but, um, I, I feel okay about it. I think we'll be able to pull some results, um, and just get into the playoffs. You mm-hmm. know, I agree with you. My only concern, and I do think this would be a hot topic and Clipper, Clippers media, Clippers, Twitter in general, if it comes down to that last back to back. Yeah, then yeah. then I do think it switches from Lou to Kawhi because it's like right. Kawhi, you got to play that, and if he doesn't, then it's like, and and I don't know at this point in the season is if it's really Kawhi not sitting, not playing the back to backs, or if it's an right. organizational decision at this point, right? Um, but at that point of the season, Kawhi's got to play those games because if he wins those games, he gets a week off. Like there's a usually about five days in mm-hmm. between the playoffs, mm-hmm. so. Uh, if uh, if it gets down to that now i'm i'm hoping the clippers could get put themselves in position where they they do have a decent cushion right now they are a game and a half above the 7th seed with 7 games left that's a decent enough cushion that's good yeah as, yeah. as long as you as long as you don't like go like 2 and 5 or something right but still it's not it's not a safe <laughs> it's not a safe cushion right and they have a decent stretch of hungry teams left. You have, yeah. like you said, you have, we have this Bulls team that's trying to get themselves back in the mix. You have this, you have the Grizzlies games, two games in Memphis. Like mm-hmm. when, when me and Jesse predicted those games last episode, we were like, oh, well, we might split them. Right. And now with no Paul George, it's like, yeah, we could easily go into there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like on top of it, you're looking it's like, all right. Then we play the Lakers and the Pelicans. I don't know. I forgot which order, but Pelicans just absolutely uh, slaughtered us. Like I don't know, Trey Murphy's gonna shoot like uh, Reggie Miller again, but still, like he can. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so then you have a Lakers team that's legit fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah. So it's 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 one of those things like but there is optimist I I read that there was a little bit of optimism that Paul George could even possibly optimistically come back with like two or three games left in the season. Now I yeah. I I I think he's going to finish out the regular season on out and then try to come in for the playoffs. I think that's the safest a- approach. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I just look at this little stretch. It's literally, it's literally seven games, bro. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's it's a handful plus two. Like that's how I'm kind of looking at it, and that's how yeah. they should look at it. A handful plus two, and secure a seed, whether it be fourth or fifth, doesn't matter because you'll be playing the Suns anyway. It don't matter, fourth or fifth. I mean, the home court is the home court, but at the same time, the Clippers don't even have a home court. I'm gonna keep it real. Like we go to these mm-hmm. games, and the away fans be showing up. You know, yeah. and so we're actually one of the best road teams in the league, I believe. Something like that, like percentage. Yeah. Or in the Western Conference, one or the, or the other. That that might have changed recently, but I right. know as of a few weeks ago we were. So so I'm just looking at it like, bro, establish yourself in this top six. If you guys want to play Sacramento, 
that's on you, but I would probably stay away from that just because they're really fast up and down. I think I think the Clippers could beat them, but I mean, right. you know, you're, you're playing either way. You're getting Durant or you're getting a super fast young team. So pick your poison, you know, but to me, establish yourself in that top six, top five, preferably for myself. I, I think if the Clippers really want to dance with the devil a little bit, get into the top five for that final back-to-back. And then if you want to play a dance with the devil and try to get six, like lose yourself into the six seed, you can, mm-hmm. if you want to, if that, if you're, if you're looking for a matchup oriented thing, because like, if you look at it from the Clippers perspective, like if you get the six seed, you're probably playing the Kings and the Grizzlies, which are very young up-tempo teams, but right. Not a ton of veteran leadership on those teams, or at least not a ton of playoff leadership on both teams. Right. And so maybe when it comes down to like coaching through a seven game series, maybe Lou might have the upper hand. I would hope so. I mean, nothing this season has shown that, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's everything. It's it's sad because like like I said, I was defending Lou at the beginning of the season, but like it, it's gone to the point now where I'm like everything that Lou has showed us in the first two years is just mm-hmm. he's totally thrown out the window, and he literally looks like he's checked out. He like when it's like he applied for a new job already, and he's just waiting to waiting. give, give yeah. his two weeks notice. Like right, right, right. Uh, but or you go through the fourth seed you go to the you go to the fourth or the fifth seed and you run the gauntlet of getting through the suns and the nuggets which they play a little slower there's a little bit more star power on the suns mm-hmm. but they're a top heavy team too like if you mm-hmm. if you game plan for that i don't see too many people down in that roster that's going to beat you right the nuggets i feel like are a lot deeper than people look cuz their bench is not that good like I think, like the Jokic minutes when he's off off the court are not very good or something like that. I don't. I'm not looking at a stat right now, but I think I read like last time we played the Nuggets, they're like one of the worst teams in the league when Jokic is off the court. Um, but they they have the number one seed in the West. Uh, so we run that gauntlet. But if we get through that gauntlet, then who are you playing in the final? In the Western Conference Finals, you're playing the Kings or the Grizzlies. I'm assuming maybe the Lakers. Ah. Uh- I mean, if they even make it, like, there's no guarantee. That's my thing, right? Like, there's yeah. no real guarantee on who's going to play who. Basically, um, I would just want to finish with the highest seed possible. Like, just, if we just... have to play the Suns and the Nuggets and they beat us, then they were going to beat us in the Western Conference Finals anyway or second round yeah. anyway. You know, like. Just, just secure your spot. Be safe. If you need Kawhi to sit that final back-to-back, if you need Paul George to have another five days off do it don't put it at risk where you might need to play a playing game against there's no need there's no yeah. need bro yeah. yeah like you're leaving if you get in that playing game 50 50 chance look at the pelicans just came in 10 threes from trey murphy like there's mm-hmm. no use for any of that by then they'll have alvarado zion gets a reevaluation in a week and a half for what like what are we mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying what are what are we even looking to do if we even drop no gotta stay top five yeah, absolutely. Going back to Ty Lue, though. So yeah. there was some uh, rumblings this week that he might be walking away from the team mm-hmm. in the in the summer. Uh, I always looked at it as he wouldn't be the one walking away. The Clippers would be the one that's firing him. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah that's that's kind of where i think it's just like that added a little feel to the fire of how mm-hmm. the season's going you, you start looking at his body language you start looking at his decisions you start looking at it's kind of like the riff that we've all seen with the front office it seems like with the decision making mm-hmm. the trade deadline right it just seems like it's not working and to be honest i would say for most teams in the league mm-hmm. tyler would have been fired already it's it's actually very interesting that he's still here and that the only thing i could think is if they they're like you know what Ty Lue presented his plan for the playoffs. They like the plan. Like in the playoffs, he is going to play more man. He's going to play more Rocco. And the front office is like, sure, fine. We'll right. throw the season. So, but like the front office got those guys for a reason. And if he's not going to play them, I think they're going to get rid of them. But it seems like Ty Lue might just walk away himself. Yeah. You know, I, I'm actually kind of surprised it took a while for like all the leaks and stuff to come out. Um, the internal stuff, like obviously they're even saying that Steve Ballmer has like one more year left of patience uh, before he completely like blows it to smithereens. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, the expectations were just so heavy for this team starting the year going into now or in March, about to get into April. And it's like, they folded, you know, I don't want to say they completely folded, I guess, because the season's not over, but they definitely didn't meet the expectation that was given. And um, it starts at the top, you know, players, right? The, the coach, the, the front office, like it, I don't know. I mean, they just, they shot themselves in the foot and they're like kind of digging themselves out of it right now. And even when they were trying, they ended up losing five in a row, you know, like that yeah. kind of stuff comes back and haunts you. Um, Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause like you said, starting from the top, it when we were probably doing this podcast maybe in October, September, when we're trying to come up with topics and we kind of even flirted with the idea of like worst case scenarios and right. first round, second round exits and stuff like that. We we legitimately presented that like you know, the person that should go the most is most likely Kawhi. It was always like, you know, Lou would probably be doing his best. This has been Paul George's team the last year and a half to two years. And it's funny because, like, we know Kawhi is probably in discussions with everybody in the front office and how things go. But since he kind of keeps his head down with the media and stuff like that, we we kind of assume that he's just like he's the most he's the most consistent piece (laughs) right now on the team. Like, yeah, he misses back to backs, but he's. And they usually come at very pivotal times. <laughs> that that's right. probably a frustrating piece, but it's like he keeps his head down. Like you know, Paul George saying like you know we need a point guard right after the trade deadline. Uh, Ty Lue with the media stuff and, and like the article that was recently recently written by like Tamir about like Morris is a good fit. He can't play eleven and twelve guys. You know. It seems like everything is uh, there's a communication situ- uh, a communication issue with the team, but it's like Kawhi just seems like the person when I feel like when everything burns down, he's just gonna be there left standing <laughs> because he's the team. This whole thing was built around him, and I feel like as long as he's healthy, the front office and Steve Ballmer are not gonna mind keeping everything around him again. Like let's try this one more time with this Kawhi stuff. And then if that means they trade Paul, that means they trade 
whoever. That means they get a new coach. They get a new front office. I still feel like Kawhi is the one who's going to be left standing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I'm really going to save the hot takes for the summertime because obviously mm-hmm. the summertime is when it gets really, you know. Right. Um, I just think that, like, it's just been, like, everything. Everything has been bad all year. I mean, like, mm-hmm. from the moment we started the season, um, it just – we played down to teams. We looked slow on our feet. Like, guys were missing games in and out of the lineup. Guys were getting a ton of minutes when they shouldn't be getting a ton of minutes. Like, now we're dealing kind of with a similar situation. Marcus is, like, in a slump, and they're trying to figure out a way to get him out of it. They're even trying to force feed him at times, but he's like passing up shots, you know, getting himself stuck in the mid range, posting up and look, he even tries to like drive sometimes, which is, mm-hmm. you know, not unlike him. Um, there's just like, there's something dysfunctional because the team acts like it's dysfunctional when they play. So like, there's gotta be something in there where it's the, either the front office and the coaching staff, the players in the coaching staff, players in the front office, something, just something got to give, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not naive. Like I, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm not naive. Like when the Clippers do make the playoffs, and I'm, I'm gonna say I'm confident they will. You know, like someone could take this receipt if they want if they miss the playoffs, but I'm confident they'll make it. With everything going on and how Ty Lue has coached and how Paul George coming back from injury, I'm still gonna be hopeful. I'm still like they could go down three games to one, and I'm still gonna watch that fifth game. Like. All right, I think they could do this. Like, there, there, there's a first time for everything, but I'm not naive. I know, like, this is all setting it up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're gonna get a first round, second round. Like, if I had, if I was an objective NBA fan and not following the Clippers as closely as I have, I would probably be like, you know what? I'm more confident that the Warriors or the way the Lakers have been playing or, you know, the Timberwolves are kind of, you know, they have their own injury stuff, but I'm more confident, obviously with the KD led Suns team, like the, obviously if I was being objective, it's like, it's things are pointing at the Clippers to get like probably a first round exit or a second round exit. Right. But I'm not, but you know what? Like, I'm watching March Madness. No one would have picked it. No one would have picked Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State in the Final Four. You know, like there's a first time for everything. This is the first time in history that there are no number one seeds that made it to the Elite Eight. So it could be the year where a six seed, fifth seed Clippers team run just runs the table <laughs> and right. Beats the KD Suns, beats the Nuggets, or they get the six seed, beat the two young teams, then beat the Nuggets who have had their number for every year. Like, I'm going to go into the playoffs game one with or without Paul George and be like, I, I'm still thinking that this team could do it. But I'm not naive. Right. I think that's where the pessimistic, you know, the offseason discussions, like we're we're legitimately – what two weeks three weeks away from the playoffs at this point yeah, like two and a half or something like that yeah. and we're already in off-season discussions right, <laughs> you know right, like right, if right, this right. was a if we legitimately thought this was a championship contending team we would we would be talking about playoff matchups and stuff and like right now there's so much parody in the west that we have no idea we have no idea we have no idea anything could happen 
any one of those teams in the play-in could probably beat the uh the team that made the playoffs already like mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. i'm not saying easily but like you know a seven seed playing team could maybe beat the grizzlies mm-hmm. uh a seed playing team can maybe beat the nuggets like it's it's not out of this realm so it's it's one of the things where i was like i gotta give the same optimism and hopefulness to the clippers as well to be the back end of the playoffs but uh, yeah like it's not looking good <laughs> but uh, right, i mean well look at it is like you give me two one if pg come back you give me two one three in a series like you know what i'm saying those are 40 minutes each that are locked up so they're gonna play the most isolation one-on-one players um two-way players at that like i'm okay with it you know i'll ride with it and yeah it's not ideal that we're the fifth seed going into the playoffs. Yeah, we don't look like this, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are probably I think is going to win the title. You know, um, mm-hmm. we're not them, but like, nah, you give you get yourself a fighting chance. You put two superstars on the floor at the same time, um, and you go to war. You got to see what you got after that. You know, who knows? Like you said, like no number one seeds, first time ever in NCAA history. Right now, like we have, like. The talent is so crazy. You put the Utah Jazz in a playing game, marketing could go off for fifty. Like I'm not even playing. Like yeah. if, if Utah got an at home game in the in, in the in the playing against, I'm just gonna put a name out there, like the Dallas Mavericks, Luca and Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, there's a chance that marketing sends you off for fifty. You know, and uh, that's just the talent in the league. It's everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like. The Clippers, it could be like switched around. This Clipper, this season could have gone perfectly, and we would have been the first seed, looking pretty good, and getting a first round matchup against Luca, and we would still be like, we'd still have minor the doubts about right. that playoff appearance. We could be the third seed playing the Warriors, and we'd have some doubts because we had to play against Curry and the Warriors. So, right. it's just now we're. I don't want to use the word underdog. That's not, I don't feel like that's appropriate for a season where we were picked to win the championship at the beginning of it. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're kind of in that situation where there's no expectations. I feel like there's some national media expectations, but I think they're just piggybacking on what they probably felt at the beginning of the season. Right. And now that we added Russ, but Russ doesn't really, I think, put us over the top i just think no, russ doesn't make or break anything like he yeah it, yeah like it, it it's all on paul george and Kawhi and lou to make the right moves in the playoffs it's if russ plays it's because he's playing well if he doesn't play hopefully ty lou is making that i mean that, that's my thing like when we go back to ty lou it's like if russ is playing well you know then he's playing well but if he's if he's playing poor at the time then like ty got to take him out but there's he won't, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like it all goes down to him. Like if we're starting, we can't, we almost start from behind every game. And, like, and yeah, like the lineup's not working, but at the same time, like, I think there's different dynamics with this. There's like different things with the, like, I guess you could technically start Terrence man instead of Russ. Mm-hmm. But if Ty Lue's not feeling it and he's your coach and you decided not to fire Ty Lue, then that's just not going to happen. So if you look at actual point guard depth on this team, no one's better than Russ. So Russ is going to start. 
And then you I... have Kawhi. I guess you you can start up with like Nico if you want. Maybe Terrence Mann instead of Eric Gordon. But Eric Gordon is at least adding range to your starting lineup because mm-hmm. Morris isn't shooting anymore. <laughs> so it's so that's where like it gets down. Like I feel like this is what the fifth episode in the row we're doing where it's just like Morris comes up, but I feel like every time it's just like Morris gets worse every, every. And I hate singling him out, you know, like, like it's him, but, but it's, it's to me, at least it's less him than Ty Lue not making the choice to put him down, like to to bench him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. And like now Morris, like you said, Morris is not shooting any, he's not, he's not shooting the ball. He's, he, he's basically, Russ out there, but at least Russ moves quickly enough and he gives effort on defense. Not saying and like like I said, like everyone I don't have an issue with Marcus Morris. I just have an issue that we have better options. Like when you look at the with the power forward depth, there there's two other options there. And I think that's where our issue is and it, it does fall in tight loop. It's when you look at Russ, it's like, all right, would you rather have Russ or Bones? Would you rather have Russ or technically Terrence Mann or something like that? That's right. that's a little different of a dynamic where it's like we legitimately have Nico and Rocco behind Morris and mm-hmm. Lou chooses not to play them. I just look at it like, OK, so we got Kawhi, who's not, I mean, he's not technically is kind of like a slow footed player, half court player. Yeah. Right. And then like Eric is slow footed, but he's still I mean, he does give a defensive effort. But I mean, mm-hmm. his range is needed in the starting lineup, considering like. You know, we have Russ in the starting lineup, so you kind of need somebody with that range. But then you kind of have them both on defense. You can't afford to have Marcus out there. Like, as as much as, like, it isn't his fault, because all they can tell him is go play, you know, and he Mm -hmm. tries to the best of his ability. He'll go play. He gets beat on defense. He's slow-footed. Like, that kind of stuff, you can avoid that by sitting him. Mm -hmm. You know, like – what happened? I think a couple years ago, two two twenty twenty one season. What happened when Morris got hurt and then Nico was starting and he was like, "Yo, I'll come off the bench because Nico is playing well." Remember that? Yeah, and I I don't know what's changed since then. Yeah, like what happened? It's <laughs> the same. It's the same staff. It's the same two players involved, and I don't think either one of them. And like this goes to the Tamir article where it's just like, well, Lou likes to fit. You know what? Sure. If you like the fit when Paul George is out there, fine, because they play together. Maybe there's uh, some chemistry there. You know, maybe they like playing with Morris. Maybe he spaces the court for them, stuff like that. Sure. But Paul George is not on the court right now, and Paul George is not going to be there for the next uh, seven games or so. Yeah. So, adapt. And, like, I guess, like, if Lou doesn't want to – I don't know how to put this, but like maybe he's like I'm set. I'm set on. Dude, it's just defiance. Like it's yeah. just. Defiance. <laughs> he's, he's like I'm set on my playoff starting line. Yeah, yeah. And I don't at this point in the season. I don't want to make that adjustment. But it's like, dude, you spent the first half of the year working on things. Like you've had a decent amount. You had a, a decent amount of sample sizes to this point <laughs> to figure right. out what works and what doesn't work. We all yeah. know it doesn't work. So. Yeah, and then like it even gets worse when you he puts Morris out there as the small ball five. It's like, dude, it's not even working when he's a regular four. Why would he be a small ball five out there? Like you have Mason Plumley for this. I would rather have Musa Diabate out there play five. To be honest with you, 
I'd rather just have Nico be the small ball five if we're going to have a small ball five. Like, sure. It, the whole thing is just, in my opinion, like Morris at best at this point on this team. And he could prove us wrong in the playoffs or something. But at this point, I'm seeing he's maybe a spot up shooter if he actually shoots the ball. He's a he could come off the bench. Yeah, I agree. Sit in the corner, and when the ball gets to him, let it rip. But him playing like when he's like what what people need to realize is like when he's starting a game, he's starting against the other team's best four. Best player, yeah, yeah, like best player of the position. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he, when he gets switched, he's getting switched onto probably the other team's best guards, and he's and they're just getting past them every time. Like, if you want to give Morris a shot, you put him against other team second units and let him get his rhythm. I agree. I agree. And like, here's my other thing. Like, and I hate to, like I said, I hate that. Like, I have to jump on Marcus, but it's not Marcus. It's Ty Lu. Like last night. It's Croatian night, you know what I'm saying? And we're mm-hmm. sitting zoo, mm-hmm. and we're playing Marcus at the five. Like, yeah, like what? The most active position. We even we had like possessions with Valanciunas out there, and Marcus is guarding Valanciunas. Like what? Yeah, we were texting each we were texting each other in the chat, and I should have said like, yeah, uh, Jonas uh, Jonas is gonna go for uh twelve straight points right now, and then he just dunked the ball and he Morris. dunked the ball. Like, like legitimately like a minute after I sent that. Like bro, like what and that to me is so like I like I'm saying, less on Morris, more on Co- Coach Lou. It's like, bro, why wouldn't you want to put your seven footer out there when there's seven footers outside? We're it, we're already not defending the perimeter. Like what doesn't what doesn't matter? And like we don't know the the dynamics. Like we're not hanging right. out with these guys always and right, right, right. But you would think with Marcus's confidence right now, like he's not shooting the ball and everything else going on, him being in his mid-30s, he's certainly regressed. Most likely, he's an expiring contract going to be traded. You would think as a team move, he would be like, he would, ex- I'm not saying he would volunteer. He doesn't have to volunteer. Like if you're, if you want to play, play. Lou would have to make that call and Morris would understand. And especially like you with, said, with championships on the line and stuff like that. Bro, like you said, we don't know the dynamics, the politics that have entered this locker room. We have no idea on anything. If the percentages show that Marcus plays well with the starters, then I mean, who am I to tell anybody I'm not a coach? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But from a fan's eye, from how we see it, it's it's totally tied loose. Like, I'm not saying sit Marcus completely. Like, I've never, you know, like you said, he's starting against the other team's best power forward. Mm-hmm. And so against playoff teams, Jaron Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. Keegan Murray, you know, we like the list go Aaron Gordon, like the list goes on and on and on. Like yeah. you, you Marcus is just not of that caliber of player. Like I hate to say that, but like we need somebody, and like you said, with PG out, we need somebody with effort, quick on their feet, deflections. You know where I'm getting at with this. Like yep. obvious, you know, Covington. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. 
And like even Nico's a decent team defender. Like he he's slow on his foot feet. Like at the beginning of the season, I think it took him about ten games to get into regular yeah. season mode. And then he he you know he put me wrong. I think I went on here for two weeks in a row. And was like, why is Nico still on this team? Right. But now I'm like you know now I I kind of get it. But like even then he's a little slower. Like Rocco is as fresh as can be <laughs> at this point of the season. Bro has played no minutes. Like. You and, might as well just run them dry one PG's out right now. Yeah, and to be honest, like if, even if you wanted to, uh, I don't know. I can't believe I'm going to say this. No, this is a terrible idea. If you, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you really wanted to experiment with it, move Morris to the three and let Rocco play the four in the starting lineup because at least Rocco's shooting. He's like shooting like forty eight percent from three right now or something like that. Like if you need range, like if if you really don't want to hurt Morris's feelings, but then even then that that itself is its own issue. That's why I was like it was a terrible idea. Um, but on top of that, it's the saying like Morris is a good fit with these guys. That's great, but you haven't given Rocco enough time to play with these guys to prove that maybe he's even a better fit with these guys. I agree. I agree. Like that's and. It's just, you know, he has seniority, I guess, over Roko. But, like, Roko came in the – like, he has the team's all-time record for, like, three-pointers in a game. Like, it's not like he's some person we picked up in the offseason on a men contract to play behind these guys. Like, we signed that guy to a legit, like, $12 million contract to, to come here and play. I was about to say, it's not like team. it's not like Roko's not getting paid. Like, bro's getting paid 10-plus mm-hmm. to sit on the bench, you know, like. Yeah, Broco's a player. You put him on another team. I guarantee you, he's gonna get minutes. You know, and, and I was at the game yesterday. I didn't hear this, but I've it's I, it's gotten around that like you know even the crowds chanting like free Rocco or uh, getting some Rocco chants in there. Like the 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 fans, the fans, the fans know the fan. And I think right. that's also where we're at is like Tyloo's kind of treating the fans like like that we're stupid. <laughs> like, I get like. Uh, we don't know everything. We don't know all the X's and O's. We don't know all the rotations. We know, and you know what? It is going to be difficult because we spent an entire offseason wondering how Tyler's going to get everyone to play. And you know, what? he just chose not to play everyone. We did not, I did not have that on my bingo card. I legit thought he was going to try to fit everybody in, and then there would just be uh, a lack of rhythm all around right. because he tried to play everybody, but right. he's just refusing to play like a handful of guys every game. I just, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what it's gonna take, bro. Like, you, there, it's literally nothing to be said. Who knows what what can be done? You know, it's like I said, it's less on Marcus. Marcus, all he can do is put his best foot forward. You know, and Ty Lue kind of just doing what he do. Well, if, and the thing is, we got him to not do this, and if right. he's if he's just gonna duck rivers it up. Uh, then, then later, buddy. Like, like, cause... I just, I just don't get it, bro. How could, how could the fans see it? I'm even sure Steve Ballmer sees it. The front office probably sees it. Yeah. How could bro go in there into his war room and <laughs> the scouting reports, the videos, all that stuff, film, and they sit there and they're like, "This is it right here. This, this <laughs> is, you know, this is hidden." Like, I, I just, I... I don't get it. The last, the last tiny bit, I probably went into Christmas with like 
optimism with Tyloo. You know, he lost about right. 15%. Then around the trade deadline, I was at 50. Like, I've said on this pod, I've said in this chat, like, just let it get to the trade deadline because after the trade deadline, the front office doesn't really have a say in a lot of things going on, and it's just coaching at that point. Or and, and, the, and the guy just at this point, I'm like, I have 2% left. And and it sucks because I, I don't like to give up on people. Same. But that 2% is legit, legitimately... Hey, when it comes to the playoffs, all this regular season narrative stuff is out the window, and Tyloo will make the right call. He's done it in the playoffs before. He's also made some bad calls in the playoffs. He used he used to take two games to kind of figure out how to fill. He used to take two games to fill a team out. I don't think you could take two games to fill out a KD led Suns team this this time around. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't at all. And then he would, you know, play Rondo. Uh, significant minutes and you know the rondo stuff in hindsight makes a lot of sense now with what happened right. with john wall reggie and even sometimes with russ right. like but to be honest like the way this team is the how lethargic they play at times russ is not anywhere close to any of those point guards we had absolutely not absolutely like, absolutely not he he's exactly what this team needs He's the type of guy when we're down 15, 15 points in the third quarter, down 3-1 against a team, he's going to go out there and try his hardest to play. Now, would that lead to turnovers and mistakes? Probably, but someone has to. And that's how I feel about the Morris thing, too. Is Like I've said it a few times already uh, in our chats and stuff, is if Morris is not going to take that shot, the next person it's going to swing to is Russ, and he yep. will. Yep. And if you don't want Russ taking that shot, Morris needs to take it. Yep. And it's a higher percentage shot when Morris does it. Yep. I mean, you're not wrong, bro. Everything you're saying is right. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been on board with Russ. He's been great. And his the one thing that he can bring above all else is the no-quit attitude mm-hmm. and the competitiveness. And yeah. that's something that this team missed. You know, it, we really need that. Like, uh, it's, it's apparent. And um, Russ yeah. does it, too, without pointing fingers. Yeah, right. He's not going to tell somebody else that they look like they're not there to play. He's not going to get in Kawhi's face like maybe Rondo did at the end of that Dallas game. I remember. Uh, yep. He's not going to get in Paul's face. He's not going to get anybody's face. But he's going to lead by example, and right. he's going to try to hype his team up and praise his players and try to get them going so they could win the game. Right. And that's the type of, like, you know, I wouldn't mind bringing Russ back next year. It depends what what, what our situation is going to be. I honestly think the, the funny thing about this whole situation is the best way to get Lou to buy into what the front office is doing is just literally trade everybody, start from scratch, have the 2-1-3, have a new star to play alongside him. And then let Lou try to figure the pieces out with all these young guys and in a couple vet men's they sign. You know, it's yeah. funny, Brian, because I used to think that Ty basically had a, a like a lifetime coach award, you know, or like or like a lifetime coach like contract. Like he oh. could coach here until however long he wanted to coach. But now it's like it's crazy. It's crazy how much a year changes. Yeah, bro. Because even was, even wow. last year, last year people were saying like, oh, he should be getting coach of the award coach of the year award for even getting that team to the play end. Yeah. Like people felt that way. Yeah. And now we're, and then I still felt that into this season, 
I I decided and, to I still decided to block out some of the, like the obvious things that Lou was doing, but I was like, oh, that's just Ty Lue stuff. Like if we watched Ty Lue in the past, he does take a few weeks to kind of like figure out what he likes, and sometimes he allows injuries for other people to step up. But you know what? Like even I think that's the biggest thing for this for some reason this year. Even when there's been injuries, he hasn't allowed players to step up. Right. He allows them to fill in. But he hasn't allowed him to step up. Like, what if Bones Highland just goes out there and has the best seven games of his career? Guess what? He's not going to play when Paul George comes back. Yep, DMPs. Yeah, he should. I, he should. Yeah. He's having the best seven games of his life, and that's going to transition into the playoffs. Bones should play, right? But right. just Ty, Ty just you know cut that up. Paul George is back. That's it, bro. Terrence was getting DMPs in the beginning of the year, like he was some like first year rookie scrub. You know, like it, it's. Mm-hmm. It's just, bro. We were writing out Luke Kennard, John Wall, and Reggie Jackson three guard lineups. Mm-hmm. Norm Powell, John Wall, Reggie Jackson. Like, what is going on? You know. Yeah, it's. And, and the funny thing, going back to like, hey, they could like you know get rid of everyone on the roster, start fresh, keep two one three, add some pieces, and then Ty Lue could like mix with the people. Guess what? He's not going to be here. If he's yeah. already if he's already thinking about walking away, or at least the franchise is thinking about firing him, I I just don't see him coming back next year. Best case scenario for Ty Lue is he comes back next year, and in November, they're like twelve and two or something. That's best yeah. case scenario because yep. if not, if they're like six and six, he's getting canned. Like it, they're not going to wait again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I must agree with you. Like. I think the patience is low. Ballmer's patience is low. Like everybody's patience. The player's patience is low. Um, you know, Terrence being underutilized. This is just so much from Tyloo. We could keep going on and on. Yeah. You know, we could, it's legit. We could just keep going on and on. Well, and, and I think like why Tyloo gets a lot of, like, cause like if you look at the first, what is it, 20, 25 games, I think you could point the finger at the Kawhi situation. Absolutely. 100%. It's like, you know, Kawhi try to come off the bench, him not playing a month, him trying to get back in the swing of things, and then them going on that losing streak from, like, okay. I think Christmas Christmas time to about the first week of January. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of started to figure it out a little bit. John Wall stopped, stopped playing because he, he hurt himself. And even, I don't know, it's just like since then – it's been like, all right, Lou. Now, now you could do what you do best. And then in January, we got a sneak preview of that, right? It's like, right. He sat Reggie. He played right. Wall and Man. Then he, uh, and then John Wall got hurt. So he's like, all right, I'm going to play Reggie and Man. And then even then, like things weren't perfect, but he tried it. And then after the deadline and stuff, it's just like, and then even then, like me and Jesse a couple episodes ago, we're like, hey, you know, there's a small, we're st- we're starting to see Tyloo coach a little bit. There's been fourth quarters where he doesn't play Morris. There's been fourth quarters he I, doesn't I play Russ. I remember. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, like we're like, oh, you know what? Like maybe, maybe. And then, and then yesterday's game happens against the Pelicans and we're like, right. hey, this isn't working. We're a lot slower than this team. Right, and then all of a sudden we're down like nineteen points or something in the third, and it's like now Rocco's coming in. Like, what are we doing, dude? Just play Rocco in the first half. <laughs> right, 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 right. 
yeah it's just it's just a lot <laughs> yeah so like it, it, it sucks to like put this all on Lou but it's like he's not doing himself any favors at this point like if he at least tried different combinations and it didn't work out like then I guess we'd be like see alright it's the roster it's the front office it's not Lou you know but when you're putting Morris when you're starting Morris out there and then he's starting the second halves and right. he's, pl- he's playing fourth quarter sometimes like right we're just like, come on. Like, there's other players at that guy's position. I get playing Russ. There's not always there's not necessarily a better option on the team than Russ. But yeah. Yeah, I just I I'm very curious to see how the you know the season ends. I don't know if I'll be on here probably before the season ends or you know, first game of the playoffs or playing or whatever, but um considering everything, bro, it's gonna be wild. You know, like <laughs> like I I just I just can't see how we go into this playoffs also without Ty Lue, like doing something outrageous, you know, like he, uh, that's why I'm putting on two, one, three, two, one, three, 40 minutes a game. It's kind of like, you know, you ride with them and whoever else they have on the floor with them. I do think a good stretch of this playoff run will be the two will be two, one, three carrying the team in spite of what Lou's trying to do. Right. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to give Ty Lue. Like I think there'll be a tenth of hope in Tyloo experiment, a tenth of a percent, and it will be game three. Yeah. If we're gonna go based on the two thousand and one template, it's game three. Yeah. If game three comes along and he's still not making adjustments, yeah. Yeah, I mean we're we're it's done, dude. You might as well just you might as well let Dan Craig put coach the rest of the season. You know, like the, the whole fans. Just like the whole, just from last year. Also, I just feel like last year ran so many guys dry. Mm-hmm. You know, it really took a lot out of their game. And Reggie regressed. And I mean, Reggie's kind of have a, a hard time in Denver as well. Like, it's not it's peaches and cream over there. You know, it's, it's yeah. he's getting DMPs. And um, Marcus, obviously, I've never seen a player regress like Marcus in the past, like, you know, like a five month span where he's like shooting the ball well, he's playing well, and then it just like trickles down. Month by month, and, and the, yeah, and to be honest, it's only been like the last two months. Like we we've all known that Morris doesn't rebound well. We all know he doesn't right. defend as well as he used to. But he was still shooting. That's what I'm I, saying. I think yeah. like me and Jesse were looking at the stats, maybe around the trade deadline or something, and he was top three and three point percentage on the team behind yeah, George and Powell or something like that. I, like, used to take, I used to take him to uh, two threes a game price picks and he was yeah. cashing it every time, every time. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Like, so there's that. And then Luke, while wow, Luke is actually playing a little bit better in uh, Memphis. I mean, you knew that was going to happen just because of who Memphis yeah. is. They need that spacing. Yeah, so absolutely. just like there's players regress, you know, coming into this season, there is a possibility that the coach regressed and it's not even possible. It's obviously happened. Right. You know, <laughs> obviously. So. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like if the team, like this is probably an off season discussion and you know what? I got to give the Clippers some credit. You know, they knew we were starting a podcast They and they knew that we're going to need some <laughs> off season content. So thank you. I appreciate it. And you know, I, I wish it came at a different, uh, came a different way, but I appreciate this off season content. They're going to give us for the next six months. Uh, but Art. yeah, I it, it's just one of those things. Is like, do we do they rock with Dan Craig? Do they bring in a more veteran coach? 
does the front office want a yes man who will play their players that they acquire like or do they want someone who will kind of challenge them but or give more i don't know like it's getting to the point where it's like lou doesn't like the players that the front office gets but it looks like just the way he seems like it seems like he's a half-ass vibe guy too like he's just like i don't get who you want and then they get who who they want and he doesn't play them like (laughs) it's yeah i I just do we're just gonna have to wait to end the season i mean there's so many questions right now and the leaks let me tell you man these leaks are gonna get worse oh yeah absolutely and if we flame out you know what i'm saying get ready for like the crazy media you you remember when blake and chris were not liking each other and all those Mm -hmm. leaks came out and even when trez left like his leaks about pg and Kawhi and blah 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 all that stuff and and there's honestly going to be stuff that we can't even predict right now like that's going to come out that we're going to be like oh we didn't know zoo and reggie hated each other (laughs) you know like there's going to be stuff that's going to come out that we're not going to be aware of like we could predict certain things based on some of the stuff we've seen and some of the stuff we might have read but like i i'm just hopeful that stuff with pg and Kawhi is at least professionally smooth it doesn't right. have to be perfect, but as long as it's professionally smooth, because I do think Balmer believes in the two-one-three era. I, I do too, and I think they've gave them at least this season. They've gave them good reason to like. They're playing great together. We see them on the court, and they look yeah. good together. It's not like they look bad. We there's games where PG and Kawhi double digits, and everybody else is like eight point seven. It's the role players, you know. They got to yeah. step up. But the supporting back to Lou. Gotta play yeah. <laughs> the supporting the supporting cast was not helping the cause. I think they gutted a good portion of I think everyone they brought in is an upgrade. Right. Yeah. I think Eric was an upgrade. I think Bones was an upgrade. Mason was clearly an upgrade because his his competition was Moses Brown. Right, right, right. But everyone was an upgrade. It's just like Lou is still refusing. I'm I'm I'll sit here and say I'm surprised he's even playing Bones. Right. I am shocked that he's playing Bones. Right, right. Same. Same here. But it's it's interesting that Paul George goes out. And Paul George, he's a two, but because of his height, you could consider him a, a four uh, in certain lineups. I, I've seen him play, you know, the four, or at least, like, matched up with just Zoo out there or whatever. Right. You would think Roko would have got more run. You would just think, like, the next person up for Paul George's position would have been Roko. Right. Like, yeah. And to be honest, like, you can make the case Nico Oroko is a better four than Morris, and you can make the case Kawhi is a better four than Morris. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I agree with you, bro. Like, you can, I just, I don't know. We, we, we keep rotating this in circles. Like, what's it going to take? Is it going to take us to get clipped in four? For for that for everybody to be like, oh, maybe Ty Lue isn't as great of a coach as we thought, because the media still thinks he's like, oh yeah, that yeah. guy. They think yeah. he's that guy still, you know. Stephen A. Smith thinks Kawhi missing a back to back is why we'll be go on like eight game losing streaks, like, <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like you know what? I'll make a prediction when we when I when me and Jesse come back next week, we'll be talking about Marcus Morris and Ty Lue. I'll admit every week I go into this the week and I'm like, you know what, I would like to talk about something different, but it is it's the same stuff every week. It's just some it's just a new 
you know, new color of paint, I guess. Right. Uh, but, I agree. You know, we'll see. You know, when the playoffs come, everything that happened in the off seasons in the past, just moving forward, eyes on a championship. If we win a so, championship this season, yeah, that that's that's Clippers as it gets. I mean, like I, like I told you, if we win a title this season, I'm not talking basketball anymore. Like, <laughs> I, apparently, I know nothing about the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like there, there'll be there's just so much extra to it that, bro, this has been a crazy <laughs> season. Like, yeah, it's, bizarre. If if the parody is really the parody in the West, and they and the Clippers find themselves in a championship game against the Bucks or the Cavs or whoever, right? 76ers, and we win that. Holy crap! <laughs> you know, like I don't know how. F- okay, how far? Into the playoffs, do the mm-hmm. Clippers have to go for them to keep Tyloo? Um, personally, I mean, if it was if I was Steve Ballmer, uh, Western Conference Finals. Right. But I think organizational, second round. Okay, so you think they'll okay? How how early in the playoffs do they have to lose to break up two one three? In order to break it up, I think you have to not make the playoffs. I know there's okay. going to be people out there where they're kind of like they're over it already. But the only thing that that has showed me here, like legit, is that they can play together and they play together high level, and mm-hmm. they've been balling. And it's not for their lack of effort. If you go look at PG statistics, they're on par with 2021. You know, like literally dot for dot, almost on par. So he has no drop off and anything, if anything, played around the same amount of games, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. If you go look at Kawhi, I mean, it's a smaller sample size because of his games played, but the efficiency is through the roof. So if you're, if you're asking me less about the stars, more about what's around them. And um, there was just a bad assessment of the players coming into the offseason into this season. The deep roster is not working. Condense it. Bring in another high level. Yeah, you might player. not be able to get a superstar, but it, I don't know. I've seen Lawrence Frank make make some magic happen in the past, so we'll see. Uh, do you have? And I'm gonna put you on the spot. Give me. If you could give me t- uh, in in a particular order, if you can, but if not, it's last minute. Five players the Clippers need to, and I I want these to be high high level players. Yeah, all star caliber or missing the all star because yeah. whatever reason. Five high level players that they should be calling and offering, even if they don't pull it off, they should at least yeah. be calling. Yeah. Um. Chris has Porzingis. If he picks up his player option, he could be traded. Um, that's an option. Big man played about 65 games or something like that this season. So he's been available and, uh, he's actually like really killing in Washington. Some people could call it empty numbers, but if you condense those numbers into a winning team like ours, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see good results and he's a face up big. So that's another good thing. Block shots as well. Yeah. Um, if not that, you know what? I think he's a free agent. I'm not sure how people feel about him. Christian Wood. Okay. 
you know, I don't know if the if the if the Mavericks want to do business with us, you know, but there's one thing there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get someone else out here. Let's see. Oh, I got you one, which he's been kind of wanting out of New York, Mitchell Robinson. Oh uh, yeah, and that's not really like I'm. That's not really like a high level player, but it is someone young, athletic, can rebound the ball, and it's just like. I don't know if he's better than Zoo. Zoo's like one of the top defensive big men, but Mitchell is a little more offensive, got a little more upside as far as like his his uh lobbing, his you know, catch lobs and stuff like that. You can make the argument too, if Mitchell was healthy, he could be a top ten center in the league. That's what I'm saying. So there, there's yeah. there's there's that there. Uh Damian Lillard, obviously that's something's brewing in Portland. We don't know what's going on over there. Um and personally, I think you know, the Orlando Magic, they got, like, this big guard, like, discrepancy because mm-hmm. uh, they have, like, fucking four point guards. or <laughs> You know, yeah. we, we could just grab one of them. That'd be that'd be kind of cool, and too. It depends how the lottery goes. They might get another one. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if they get a chance to get Scoot? God knows, yeah. you know. Or yeah. um, they're talking about Harden to uh, Houston. You know, that seems like it's a thing. Right. So what if Kevin Porter Jr. is up for grabs? Sign me the f up. You know that you're 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 just trying to you're just yeah, trying but that's, to get me. But, that, to... but my thing is here though. That's a real thing. Like that's a. It's not like it's fake. Like that can actually happen. He's under contract, and um, if the, if Houston wants to get Harden and kind of get a playmaker to get next to um Jalen, then right. they should they should do it. Then they should you know think about something like that. I I think if you look at Kevin Porter's stats, he's. How should I put this? He he is turn he is turnover prone, but he's also in a really bad offense. That if you watch any Houston games, they get very stagnant. People just stand around, right, right, like right. That. Like there's not a lot of movement. So you put him on a team where a coach puts him in a decent offense. He trades it off. He's got actually like right legit players he could pass to who could create their own shots as well. Like right. I'm not saying that Jalen Green's there, but it's, it seems odd that we're going to go into Jalen Green's third season next year, and he still seems extremely raw and green. Like, yeah, I agree. Put Kevin Porter with some vets, and at least it'll get, look different. Let get him to play some. Like, he defensively, he's like he's good, but he's not disciplined. Like, you put him on a team that you could ask him to play some team defense. I would love because like he could get up and down the court. Yeah. And right. he's super athletic. Yeah. So, and the funny thing is, I don't think the Clippers would have to give up a ton to get him. I got another guy, too, that I, he's – I think he could be a high-level role player for us, at least. And he's in Brooklyn, Dorian Finney-Smith, oh, where yeah. he has – he his numbers are kind of down in BK. But, you know, he doesn't have Luca force, like, like spoon-feeding him the shots anymore. Mm-hmm. You put him with us, high-level, up and down, can shoot the three – super high energy can dunk the ball like that's a guy that i think like they should look at absolutely yeah uh two centers that i feel like for whatever reason they're extremely talented mm-hmm. but considered expendable whenever they're like always they're, they're i'm not saying they're always brought up because i know one's pretty happy in his current home Right, but like you said, Valshunas, if he was a, we were able to get him or Vu uh, in um Chicago, like two offensive prone centers that rebound the ball extremely well, who could give you a double double re- rebounding every night. 
and but could also right. space the court make it so Paul George and Kawhi don't have the paint clogged by Zoo every night. Zoo does a good job of like giving him space in the paint, but it kind of keeps him from uh extending offensive possessions because he's out of the paint so much. Well I, I love Zoo. I love Zoo especially I, I love Zoo especially for his contract. Like he's one of the best players in the league at his contract and because of ten million dollars or whatever. Yeah. But they gotta do something. This iteration has obviously not worked. So if it's not two and three, everybody's up for, oh, you know what I'm saying uh, for, for 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 evaluation or whatever. So we'll see. I mean, and if you I'm kept Zoo, if you kept Zoo and he was your backup big, or even if he's your starting center, but you just you brought in like for example, if you went out and got Dorian Finney-Smith and stuff like that, but you kept Zoo somehow, like that. I think that combination helps a lot with Zoo's game. It's just like Zoo still has rock hard hands. He he doesn't know how to finish uh when he gets hit sometimes. It's, right. And those are things where it's like, you know, for for I think this is how it works. Is Zoo a great center? He's not he's not extremely great, but he's probably the most valuable center, like you said, at his contract and what Absolutely. team he's on. Absolutely. He, he's not He's not a a dark hole on the salary cap for the Clippers in any means. He's extremely exactly. good value for the center he is. But we could certainly upgrade. <laughs> I look, look, I just looked up DFS's uh contract numbers. So like next season, 2023, 24, 13.9 mil. Which is not bad. You know, Morris is on an expiring deal. If Brooklyn wants to get off that contract, you know what I'm saying? And they're gonna owe him about like 50 million or 45 million, something like that. Uh 38 million, something like that, over the next three years. If Brooklyn mm-hmm. wants to come off that deal, we'll do that and attach a second round pick or something like that. Attach mm-hmm. Jason Preston. There's like there's so many little things like that that can really I, I just want to say, like, really can like on the margins that can really help this 213 iteration. A guy like this, that's he's young, he's like way more youthful, you know. Yeah. He might be like 29 or 30. But it's a twenty nine or thirty that plays like he's younger. He doesn't play like he's slow footed. And we we do need players that when we officially call call it quits on the two one three era, whether it's four years from now, whether right. it's Ky- uh Kawhi retiring in his late thirties or whatever, we need players that like at the tail end of this are going to be thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, and not thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, like. Like Nico, maybe he's an exception because he he he's willing to accept maybe a role at the end of the bench or something. But it's right. clearly it's clear it's clear Marcus Morris won't. <laughs> so it's it's, yeah. it's one of those things. But hey, I'm putting my campaign in DFS. If anybody can hear me, you know, tag me oh. on Twitter or whatever. DFS, I think, is a great addition. And I I you know I've said this on the pod before. And I think I mentioned it a lot during the trade deadline. Maybe the whole month during the trade deadline. I love the Kevin Porter thing. I think we could get yeah. him extremely cheap, and he he honestly would be like Russ, two point but a lot younger. You know, I, I'm definitely on board with that, bro. Anything where they can get some punch, they need punch. They come out these games and they're just mm-hmm. slow. They need some punch. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, uh, that was our pod. 
I'm not gonna lie. There was like a stretch in the middle there where I was like, you know, I'm gonna wrap this up in a couple minutes, and then we just kept on rolling. Just kept going. Yeah, it's yep. cool. Yeah, right. Uh, so you know that was uh our podcast. We find our podcast wherever you find your podcast at LA Clips Forum. I said that totally wrong. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> uh, you can find LA Clips Forum wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. Uh, Jake. Yeah. I personally know you have something brewing. I don't think you're ready to talk yeah. about it yet, but if yeah, you want right, to right, slightly right. Uh, get people hyped for your life, go for it. Man, these next three weeks, just know like the Jake Barnes thing is about to go. Uh, we're about to go another level. Um, I'll be, I'll see you guys at Fiesta Los Clippers on uh, April 1st. I'll, I'll see you guys there. And um, I got something else coming for y'all. So, um, Hey man, I'm just excited. I can't wait to put it out. So yeah, jakebarnes.com, baseball stuff coming soon. And uh yeah, go Padres. Go Padres. Uh me and Jesse have a Patreon. It's three dollars a month. Uh we do NBA Rivals Forum. We're gonna probably kick NBA Rivals Forum up a notch, especially during the playoffs. I think that's gonna be a good time to do that. Yep. Ontario Clips Forum is probably done for the season. <laughs> if if Jesse was available <laughs> this week, I think I would have uh uh have well we could have done a far, uh, farewell episode but um yeah I, like yesterday i was at the game i'm looking down at shoot arounds and i'm like who's the who's that guy just you know you know how like some of the like you know yeah. the lower tier coaches like pass the ball around and stuff i'm like look i'm like who is that and it ended up being xavier moon and i was like oh yeah their season's over he, he's like totally up here ready to play bro yeah bro played like he played. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like what yeah. um so yeah that's uh our patreon uh yeah and you know what with the season being what it is when paul george went down the injury all we could say is we appreciate everyone spending their time with us because they could literally be doing anything with your their time but you spend it with us uh jake we're out we're out peace enjoy the season see you guys in the playoffs